chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, COPD. The definition is a common preventable and treatable disease. It's characterized by persistent respiratory symptoms, airway limitations due to airway or alveolar abnormalities are a result of significant exposure to noxious particles or gases. COPD is an umbrella term. It covers chronic bronchitis, so the inflammation of the lung, or emphysema, which is damage to alveoli in the form of rupturing, causing enlarged areas of space. Epidemiology. COPD is common for one-fifth of respiratory deaths globally. The majority of the deaths are in middle-income countries. UK, it's the second most common respiratory death. Uh, it's got about 1.2 million people diagnosed with it, um, which is 2% of the whole population, or 4.5% of those over 40. It's more common in men than women. Etiology. Smoking. 80% of people with COPD have smoked. This doesn't just include cigarettes, it's also pipes, cigars, or possible passive smoking. It's also caused by indoor pollutants, such as biomass fuels, especially in less developed countries, possibly due to cooking using biomass fuels. It affects women and children more. Other indoor pollutants, such as dust and chemicals um, during occupational work. Outdoor pollutants uh, have an unclear role in it. Genetic um, factors, as not all smokers get COPD, um, it can also have risks such as low birth weight, poor lung growth, or repeated chest infections. Anatomy and physiology. The anatomy of the lung um, is made up of the tracheobronchial tree, which consists of trachea, bronchioles, bronchi, and alveoli. In a healthy lung, the functional residual capacity is around 3 litres, and the forced expiratory volume to forced vital capacity is around 70%. The main breathing muscles are the diaphragm, the intercostals, and the abdominal muscles. There are accessory muscles that help the lung inflate, such as sternocleidomastoid, pectoralis major, trapezius, and the intercostals kind of flap over as both. If no obstruction um, when breathing, there is a full expiration, and it maintains a regular breathing pattern. Pathophysiology. Chronic bronchitis has cough, sometimes with sputum, it has to happen for most days for three months for two years before being diagnosed as COPD. Um, when pollutants are inhaled, a release of inflammatory cytokines such as interleukins and tumor necrosis factors, this causes inflammation and edema, which cause more airway narrowing. Over time, the epithelial cells are damaged by inflammation. Some of the chronic issues caused by this are Goblet cell hypertrophy, hyperplasia, which is an increased cell count, and oversecretion of mucus, which leads to reduced mucociliary clearance, um, which causes more issues in the lungs, such as retained secretions. The retained secretions are a bacterial growth medium, which goes on to form further inflammation due to infections, which causes further damage and narrowing. Peribrachial fibrosis in smaller airways, tissues surrounding the bronchus, um, happens where they become tougher. The bronchial muscles also hypertrophy, causing it to become more narrow. Over time, hypoxia can lead to cyanosis, which is the lips turning blue. Blue bloaters. This is because they're often obese. Emphysema is also a sign of COPD. This is due to the abnormal enlargement of air spaces due to the destruction of alveolar walls. This happens when pollutants, such as tobacco, cause inflammatory cytokine release 
um, such as interleukin or tumor necrosis factors to cause inflammation and mucosal oedema, which leads to airway narrowing and obstruction. There is also protease release, um, which is uninhibited, so leads to the destruction of elastase and collagen in the alveoli, which reduces the elasticity. This means that there's a loss of elastic recoil, meaning airways are prone to collapse. Um, this causes airway obstruction, air trapping, causes hyperinflation, leading to a barrel chest. They often purse their lips to prevent lung collapse, um, and that's why they're called pink puffers. They often have a very low BMI due to the mechanisms of breathing being affected by the hyperinflation, which means that they have to have an increased work of breathing because of the involvement of accessory muscles, which can lead to fatigue or muscle weakening. As the alveoli are destroyed, they form bigger air spaces, which are called bullae. Um, and because of the larger air spaces, they've got a smaller surface area for gaseous exchange, which means they've got a worse VQ. Um, it can lead to hypoxia. There's two patterns of destruction. So you've got centralobular, which is at the terminal bronchioles, or panacina emphysema, where it's the terminal bronchioles and the alveolar supplied by them. In both of these um, parts of COPD, shunting occurs, and that's if an area of the lung has a reduced gas exchange, um, such as hypoxia, um, because of air trapping or obstruction of airways, then blood vessels surrounding it will vasoconstrict. This is to move the blood to areas of the lungs which have better gaseous exchange. However, this only works if it's a localised issue. As this occurs throughout the lung, it causes an increased pulmonary hypertension where all of the um, vessels are constricted, which means that there's much higher pressure. This leads to the right side of the heart working harder and leading onto hypertrophy, which can lead to heart failure. Signs and symptoms. You have fatigue um, and systematic muscle weakness. You have progressive dyspnea, so an increasing shortness of breath. Uh, this is the result of airway narrowing, increased mucus in the area, inflammation and peribronchial muscle hypertrophy. This leads to increased resistance to airflow, um, increasing the work of breathing and quite often causing hyperinflation. So an increased lung volume due to air trapping, which leads to an incomplete exhalation um, which means there's lower VQ because CO2 is trapped. It also leads to a barrel chest due to hyperinflation, um, which leads to more accessory muscle use um, to, to generate more inspiratory force to combat resistance to airflow due to being already being uh, in the lungs. This is done by the sternocleidomastoid, the scalenes, the abdominal muscles. However, this can be helped by thorax fixing or shoulder gurnal fixing, so positioning. In chronic bronchitis, um, they'll cough with sputum um, due to goblet cell hypertrophy and hyperplasia. There's an increased secretions, which means there's more sputum, and that leads to increased infections. Emphysema um, coughs without sputum, so it's a dry, irritating cough. You can use auscultation, um, and you'll hear wheezes on expirations, uh, sometimes with coarse crackles, such as in bronchitis um, and if there's air trapping you'll hear reduced breathing sounds. You'll have changes in breathing pattern, um, mainly pursed lip breathing. Uh, this produces a back pressure um, which keeps open non-elastic airways. So this is an emphysema um, and it prolongs the breath so it's a slower breath. There'll also be more accessory muscle use which will lead to an increased work of breathing.
They may also have hypoxia, which will lead to cyanosis and bronchitis. They might have hypercapnia due to air trapping, um, so in emphysema, which is a buildup of CO2, which causes hypoxia, so further hypoxia or drowsiness. Assessment techniques. So you can use spirometry, you can use chest x-rays, uh, you can look at things for infections, such as C-reactive proteins, inflammatory markers in the blood, or you can get sputum cultures to see whether they've got lung infections. You can look at arterial blood gases or oxygen saturation in the blood. For the spirometry, um, you can look at the forced expiratory volume in one second, so the FEV1, um, and compare it to the forced vital capacity, FVC. Um, this ratio should be about 80%. Um, and you can look at the exercise capability, so six minute walk or three minute up and go. Breathing pattern can also be assessed. So breathing pattern is the respiratory rate, uh, whether they've got pierced lips, whether they're using accessory muscles, whether they're using pump handle breathing or bucket handle breathing. Um, in emphysema, due to the hyperinflation, there'll be more use of the accessory movements and there'll be more pump handle movement. And because of the loss of elasticity in the alveoli and the airways, they'll be using pierced lip breathing to prevent collapse of the lung. Treatment. Um, so positions of ease, so fixing the shoulder girdle um, to reduce energy cost of excessive muscle use. So this can be while sat down, placing the arms on the knees or up against a wall, placing the elbows up against the wall and your hands above your head. Or if they're sat down, you want them fairly upright with pillows underneath their armpits and in front of their chest, making sure they're comfortable. They can also use inhalers um, and they'll be taught proper inhaler technique by nurses, but you can go over it with them. You can teach them blow as you go, um, which prevents them holding breath um, and allows them to use pursed lip breathing throughout. Uh, you can teach them ACBT, so breathing control and thoracic expansion to, um, because it helps loosen the secretions. Forced expiratory techniques can be used in bronchitis. Um, this is to move around secretions. Uh, so you can use medium volume, so as if you're breathing out onto a mirror, so a long active breath. Um, and that gets rid of stuff in the lower down airways. Or you can use a high volume, so a huff, which gets rid of secretions in the upper airway. Management. The prognosis for COPD is that it's a chronic progressive condition, so there's always going to be a gradual decline in lung function. However, the decline is variable, so it depends on the severity of the disease, uh, the frequency of the exacerbations, uh, the number of hospital admissions, um, whether they, they're smoking, like how long they smoke for, how many pack years, and whether they're still smoking. If they have a low BMI, it's worse due to nutritional issues. Uh, if they're frail, possibly due to this BMI, or to being elderly. And if they've got um, comorbidities that go alongside this, that can decrease the prognosis. Health promotion. You want to ask them to stop smoking, obviously. You um, can input on their diet because... They might have low or high BMIs and you want to adapt that to become more healthy. Definitely talking about vaccinations to help with infection prevention and then exercise is really good. The multidisciplinary team that they will come into contact with is specialist nurses, consultants, social workers, occupational therapists, psychiatrists and dietitians to help with their BMI. Guidelines. These are given to us by Gold. Uh, they talk about... Um, Inhaler technique being taught properly, um, being assessed regularly. They also talk about how COPD patients with exercise limitations should attend pulmonary rehab programs no later than four weeks post-discharge.
outcome measures. So the number of exacerbations, uh, the forced expiratory pressure in one second and the forced vital capacity and the ratio between those two. The MRC dysnopia scale, so breathlessness. There's a COPD specific assessment test, um, which is CAT, uh, which assesses the symptoms burden. There's exercise capacity, so six minute walk test. And then you can look at their BMI to see if that's changed. You can also look at oxygen saturation of blood to see whether they've still got hypoxia.